Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. More ventilators, but more patients in hospital. The first of thousands of new ventilator devices will roll off the production line. A warning of domestic violence. The pandemic will lead to increased physical and emotional harm. And advice on how to stay safe on video calls. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Italy now has the highest death toll in the world from COVID-19 after the country overtook China. Almost 12,500 people are confirmed to have died from the virus. In the UK, over 10,000 people have now been admitted to hospital with COVID-19 symptoms. The largest number of those is in London, where almost 4,000 people are receiving hospital care. While in the Midlands, the number of those hospitalised is just below 2,000 and is accelerating upwards. Michael Gove today said the government's working to increase the number of ventilators available to the NHS. We have just over 8,000 ventilators deployed in NHS hospitals now, but we need more. That's why we are buying more ventilators from abroad, including from EU nations. And it's also why we're developing new sources of supply at home. And I can announce that this weekend, the first of thousands of new ventilator devices will roll off the production line and be delivered to the NHS next week. But as the number of cases continues to rise, when will the virus peak? Lizzie Roberts reports. Previously, the Department of Health has said that the peak is likely to be in about three months' time, which would mean that most people will have contracted the virus by late May or June. But recently, health experts such as Deputy Chief Medical Officer Dr Jenny Harries have indicated that if we really work on keeping a lid on the spread, which means staying home and sticking to the social distancing measures, we could start to see the number of cases fall in about two to three weeks. This would indicate that the decline would start after the Easter holidays. But demonstrating just how fast moving this situation really is, on Sunday, Dr Harries hinted that the lockdown measures may actually need to be kept in place for at least six months in order to really push down the curve of infections. The government have said, however, that they will be reassessing these lockdown measures in about three weeks' time. But it's not all doom and gloom as Professor Neil Ferguson of Imperial College London said that there are early signs the social distancing measures have started to have an impact. He said on Monday that the number of hospital admissions does appear to be slowing, which is a great sign. So we just need to keep up with these measures and hope that the curve will begin to fall in a couple of weeks' time. 
One of Britain's most senior police officers is urging the public not to judge police actions too harshly, amid growing criticism that officers are over-enforcing social distancing regulations. Writing for The Telegraph, Assistant Commissioner Neil Basu also warned officers their actions will be remembered for generations. In a series of incidents over the weekend, police forces fined individuals £60 for buying non-essential goods and for going for a drive to combat boredom. Smaller shops also claim to have been told that selling Easter eggs and hot cross buns goes against new guidance because they're not essential items. The lockdown rules can be found on the government website. So why the confusion? The Telegraph's Home Affairs editor Charles Hymas explains. You can't go shopping except for basic necessities, exercise but only with family members, travel to and from work but only if it's absolutely necessary. In essence, that might appear clear, but in fact, the guidance is much more complicated. For example, what is a basic necessity? What is non-essential? Can you go exercising and drive to it some distance away from your home? The government has now said not, but that's not in the legislation. Similarly, travelling to and from work, the definition of it is what is absolutely necessary is not defined. And this has been left to the police to interpret and seem to be overzealous in their interpretation. What, in essence, the danger is, is that this will lead to people feeling that there is a lack of confidence and a lack of trust in how the police are applying it. But equally, from their side of the fence, their responsibility is to enforce the law. And they also have to ensure that people are protected. And if people are consistently flouting it, then they will take action, as they say, as a last resort. The difficulty, in essence, is that we see different forces applying them in different ways. And I think that is where people feel that there is a undermining of the confidence in the police. On the one hand, you have Lancashire has issued 123 fines, while forces like Lincolnshire and Bedfordshire have issued no fines. North Yorkshire has introduced road checks. Lincolnshire has decided against road checks, as has Derbyshire, even though Derbyshire put up a drone. So therefore we see different applications of the rules in different ways. And I think this is where people feel that there is confusion and uncertainty and that is why the National Police Chiefs Council have issued guidance urging people to try and be consistent. In the end it will only really come out in the wash in the typical British way which will be by how case law, how it is applied by different forces and whether it's felt to be appropriate and that at the end of the day is a decision for the public uh, as much as it is for the police. France will pay for hotel rooms for victims of domestic violence and open pop-up counselling centres after the number of reported abuse cases jumped over 30% during the first week of their lockdown. In the UK, a man in South Wales appeared in court on Monday after he was charged with murdering his wife during a period of self-isolation. The tragedy comes after campaigners warned that enforced isolation could lead to an epidemic in domestic violence cases. Calls to the National Abuse Hotline went up by 65% last weekend, according to the Domestic Abuse Commissioner for England and Wales. Lucy Hadley from domestic abuse charity Women's Aid tells me that while the police are taking domestic violence cases very seriously, she's urging the government to do more. Undoubtedly, as we've seen from China and and other countries, the pandemic will lead to increased physical and emotional harm. We need emergency funding for refugees and for other domestic abuse services to ensure they they can adapt to providing remote and online support. Many of them, you know, have very limited cash flow, limited reserves and don't have the kind of technology to adapt to this way of working really quickly. We think the government should 
produce guidance uh, alongside their public health guidance on what to do if you're not safe at home and and the key messages um, that we should be telling friends and family and neighbours about domestic abuse to ensure that we're all providing that good response to to a survivor that might be experiencing harm. If you or someone you know is in danger of domestic abuse, I'll put the details for Women's Aid in the show notes to this episode. Parliament is a workplace where it's notoriously difficult to work from home. A proxy voting system for MPs on maternity leave only came into being in 2019. But today, the Cabinet met entirely virtually for the very first time. Ministers use the Zoom messaging service. The app is under scrutiny from New York's Attorney General over concerns it can allow hackers to gain access to private webcams. And last week, Ministry of Defence staff were told not to use the programme over security fears. But today, Downing Street said it was confident its communication links were secure. Meanwhile, users of the app House Party have reported hacks, though House Party denied the allegations as a smear campaign. So how safe is video messaging software? I put that question to cyber security expert Dave Whiteleg. They are generally safe to use, but there are a few security issues to be aware of. Our increased use of video messaging apps has not gone unnoticed by cyber criminals. So it remains incredibly important never to open an attachment or click on any links with any unexpected or suspicious emails, social media messages or text messages. It is also important to make sure your video messaging app is kept up to date. Luckily, most modern smartphones and computer operation systems will automatically update your apps. Most of these updates are fixing security flaws. And finally, with home computers and laptops, when not using your video messaging app, consider covering your webcam with a piece of tape or facing it to a wall or a ceiling. This is just in case your computer is covertly compromised and someone gains access to your camera. tune might seem familiar, the lyrics less so. A video of a family in Kent reworking the Les Miserables tune One Day More has made waves on social media. But rather than singing about the struggles of life after the French Revolution, they lament not being able to get an online shopping slot and the fact that their grandparents don't know how to use Skype. The Marsh family are clearly using their lockdown period to spread a bit of cheer. But for those of us who are less musically inclined and looking for some entertainment and a way to make sense of this new normal, The Telegraph today launches a new serialised novel called Corona Chronicles. It's written by our columnist and resident novelist Alison Pearson, and it follows Carrie, Robert and their three children as they embark on their new life in lockdown. It's a tale of domestic non-bliss, as one family struggles with self-isolation, something some of us might relate to already. The first instalment is out now, and I'll put the link in the show notes. If you have a question you'd like one of our journalists to answer, maybe you're looking for some clarity over the government guidelines, or perhaps you'd like our food team to suggest some child-friendly baking recipes, send me a voice note. It's coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk, and you might even hear your voice on the show. Or just type it in an email. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis, and I'll be back on Wednesday evening with another update. You can stay up to date with all our news and analysis for free for the first month of your subscription. And after that, it's just £3 a week. Go to telegraph.co.uk slash audio.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.